Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh-huh. I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock, look at the view from the top, researching rookies a lot, no, I just be listening to pods, yeah, one in particular, I'm just a messenger, let me just pass on the rock, browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing, what he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things, and there's Dennis the Bennett, yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round what is going on everybody it is tuesday we are through week 14 a uh, great game last night we've got a lot of great play a little bit of uh cramping going on that that led to even more interesting stuff if that's what you want to call it uh, but we are done with week 14. If you survived, you are on to, to round 15 or week 15 here. Semifinals of the fantasy football playoff. Congratulations to you, Matt. How are you doing today? You know, I'm doing pretty good. If I if I disappear, it's got to be cramps, right? Not the Taco Bell burrito you had for lunch. I'm pretty sure it was a Taco Bell burrito. I've seen a lot of guys run down a tunnel with cramps, and I've, I've never seen them. Those look like, like brand, that. brand new two-minute drill pants, too. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, hey, good for Lamar, obviously. You know, it was great for him, great for him. He gets to have his comeback story for ages now. I had to go, take care of some business, deal with those stomach cramps, comes back, and leads him to a victory. <laughs> Uh, I don't really even want to talk about this game. If I'm being honest, I'm still kind of reeling a little bit from this one, but it was, it was overall a good game. I, I, maybe it's the fact that my Browns were a part of it, or it's kind of like one of the last games we've seen here recently, but I feel like it was one of the better games of the year. If I'm being honest, it was, it was a really good game. 
Uh, so let's let's talk about what happened here. We'll start with Baltimore side. Lamar Jackson, 34 points. Gus Edwards, 18. Dobbins, 13. Hollywood Brown, 13. And Mark Andrews, 12. Obviously, J- uh, Jackson came back after the break and led them uh, to a win. What does this mean here for you and the Ravens? I mean, they, they started to look a little bit better. Andrews uh, got a little bit more involved here coming back. First game back should have had a bigger game. Uh, I mean, the one thing I will say is this game should not have been as close as it was uh, going before the cramping started on that third down. Uh, he had Mark Andrews wide open, wide yeah. open, beat the defender. Sandejo easily got by him, and, and Lamar Jackson just missed him. Goes back to some of the things I've complained about with Lamar is that he's not quite the accurate passer people make him out to be. Uh, but had he catch that, I believe that would have been a 50 yard touchdown. Uh, so he has a much bigger day, obviously, but got involved. Hollywood Brown gets involved. Dobbins having a really good game here. What was your takeaway from the race? Yeah, you're not the only one that feels that way about Lamar. Uh, I was kind of laughing a little bit uh, when when he came out there for his uh, cramps. Yeah, and Tra- Trace McSorley came in. I don't know if you were listening to Brian Greasy on the on the broadcast, but he's like, McSorley, a little bit of a more accurate passer might open up some things to Greg Roman in the playbook. And I was like, holy cow. You're talking about Trace McSorley coming in and being a better passing option than the reigning MVP. That kind of tells you where you're at. Um, But, you know, when he came back uh, just in the nick of time, I was curious what uh, they never really had to answer the question. But when McSorley went down with his knee, they, I heard the broadcasters like, we're not sure who the third quarterback option There wasn't was. one. Yeah, there wasn't one. Yeah, I was thinking it was about to be a direct snap to J.K. Dobbins, who they were going to tell to run for his life. Um, so came back in the nick of time. It, it was an incredible game to watch. Uh, Baltimore, I thought, looked better than we've seen them look in, I would say, a couple of months. Uh, you know, yeah. somebody, somebody was joking, jokingly saying, I didn't realize uh, Lamar Jackson's had COVID since October. Uh, Lamar. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, I think, you know, when you're looking at it, it's going to be really interesting uh, for the playoffs. I still think the Browns are in, are in good shape because they're still a game – I don't. You got to set aside the the internal. Uh, I'll tell you why. I'll save but, it for when we get to the Browns. Lifetime here. of pessimism. I I'm more optimistic than you, but it put, makes it interesting. You basically have uh, the Raiders who are in in a real hole, and then the Dolphins and the Ravens who are kind of tied in, in, at eight wins in that last spot. I kind of feel like the Dolphins should be weary. And I think the Raiders are probably screwed. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously great for, for Lamar. Um, it was a great win. I thought, like I mentioned just a minute ago, I thought it was an amazing game all around. Uh, both defenses played at, the final score is not indicative of how good the defenses were earlier in the game. Both defenses played really good. Second half really kind of opened things up. Both teams adjusting to each other. We saw the offenses really kind of come alive here. Uh, you know, outside of that, I, I mean, we'll see if if uh, Brown continues to get more involved. I I still am not sold on him. His really kind of came on a broken play, uh, literally on the play that uh, Lamar comes back. He fourth and five goes to make it look like he's going to run. Both the defenders kind of commit to 
jumping up to get Lamar and Hollywood Brown's able to run free for, I think it was like a 40 something yard touchdown. So that was really where all of his points came from dropped a couple balls in this game. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if he can, I, I do think they're starting to realize that maybe it's more Lamar Jackson. I don't know the, the offense. I think they're starting to realize Hollywood Brown may not quite be the wide receiver one. Everybody wanted him to be last year. Uh, yeah. When him and Lamar had that great connection, he seems to be, as I said before, a boom bust kind of guy. Um, you know, it almost know. seems like Willie Sneed is the guy he's going yeah. to when he needs like a clutch play, which is fine for now. But I, I saw a lot of people commenting about that. They need a probably more steady number one wide receiver, and then Brown might actually be more of a weapon. Yeah. On the Trace McSorley thing, I will say just to, as to transition it into the Browns, I thought that right there. I, I know I saw today that his it's a minor knee injury, which is good. I, I liked McSorley coming out of Penn State. Now, and I didn't think he'd be like a starting quarterback or anything, but it's a good kid, very competitive. Uh, that was crucial. In my opinion, that's where they won the game. Uh, was that because I think if he doesn't convert that big third down to Willie Sneed earlier in that drive. I think it was third and 11 or third and 12. They probably punt, and then the Browns possibly have a chance to run down the clock and end up winning that game. Uh, so that I thought was a huge conversion there for him. They get that conversion. Then two plays later, three plays later, he ends up getting hurt. Lamar comes back out and is able to, to score the touchdown for the Browns side here. Baker with the big day, 30 points. Chubb, 24. Hunt, 29. Landry, 11. Rashard Higgins, 18. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, 12. Hell of a game for the Browns. Uh, where do they go from here? So, Matt, you just mentioned you still feel pretty confident about them making the playoffs. I don't. And it's not that I felt like they played bad. I thought it was a great game, and I was talking to someone today about it on Twitter um, and I felt like they proved with that game last night and with the game last week against the Titans, they can put up points with the best teams in the league now. That was kind of our our one of our concerns, right, was if they get behind, can Baker be the reason that they can game to come back in it? Because if you're down two touchdowns, like they were coming out of halftime, you can't just run the ball to get back into the games. You're going to have to pass. Baker did that last night, and I liked the way that Kevin Stefanski showed a lot of trust in Baker in that part of the game as well to bring them back. Here is my biggest concern. We've already talked about multiple times on here. The Giants are not an easy team to beat. They're just they're they're not. And it's going to be a tough game next week uh, or so Sunday night against them. Then you have the Jets, which I think is a winnable game, and then you have Pittsburgh for the Browns. The Browns have to win two games to get into the playoffs for sure. You cannot go 10 and 6. You have to be at least 11 and 5 in my opinion. If they lose at any point, like so say that they do lose the game against the Giants this weekend, and I believe the Ravens have Jacksonville, which I imagine yeah. is not going to be a loss for them. The yeah. Ravens now jump them in the playoffs because they swept the Browns in the regular season, and that's going to drop the Browns down. And I think because of Miami's record as well in the AFC, they would jump them. The only team they would have, the, the only team they have the tiebreaker over right now is the Colts because the Raiders beat them as well. So the Browns, in a game, in my opinion, they should have won last night. They were the better team, in my opinion, for the entire second half of that game. The first half of Baltimore was better. The second half, Cleveland comes out and is better. And in my opinion, if Baker doesn't throw that pick six, I think they're better all around. That, that Not pick six. They got it down to the one-yard yeah. line. Thank God it wasn't a pick six. That would have knocked yeah. me out of my playoff. 
But, I mean, that was really, in my opinion, outside of that one mistake by Baker, Cleveland was the better team the entire night, in my opinion. And they shot themselves in the foot by not winning that game. And, and we just talked about it a little bit off air. My biggest complaint is actually not with anybody but Cody Parkey. And I hate to say that because I, I don't think he's gotten anything quite as bad as like the death threats and everything he got from Chicago when, when he failed, uh, he hit the double stoinker and they failed to advance in the playoffs, but he missed a 20 yard field goal and an extra point. And that four points right there is the game in my opinion, because Baltimore has to then go down and score on that final drive, not kick a field goal. And you've got the best kicker in my opinion, that's ever played in the NFL and Justin Tucker. So as soon as I saw they had, it was like a minute left on the clock. I was like, they're likely going to be able to get into Justin Tucker's field goal range because his field goal range is 61 yards. It's going to be hard to keep them out, especially with the way those defense had been playing. If it was vice versa and it was, Hey, we need to get Cody Parkey's field goal range. I would have felt pretty good about Baker doing it. The same thing because we just saw him do that in 30 seconds, go down the field and score a touchdown. So that was my biggest issue was the Cody Parkey thing. I don't think he deserves to be cut or any don't he doesn't need anything bad sent to him, but I do think he cost them the game, in my opinion. I can't blame Baker, can't blame that defense because we've seen better defenses struggle to to hold Lamar intact. And I thought, as I mentioned off air, they stopped them three times in the first half for punts. That's pretty good. Like that's probably all you can expect out of a defense to stop Lamar three times in a game, they just didn't take advantage of it. Baltimore's defense stepped up into the same thing to the Browns, and that's why it was such a close game really going into halftime. So that is my biggest concern is with those games. Now, if the Browns can do what they've done all year and win the tough games that are the games that they should win in on paper, like the games with the Giants and Jets this weekend, that the next weekend they should be good. That'll put them right there. If they win the next two at 11, and even if they lose to the Steelers, I think they're in. I don't think you have to. I think if you're 11 and five, you're pretty much in. It would be very weird, I think, because what would you need? You need Miami to go well, undefeated. Yeah, so the Raiders the Raiders can't get there because they're yeah. already seven and six. Miami, I don't think they get there because they have the they Bills. They have Bills, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, they would have to – to win out to really put any pressure on you at 11 and five. And I'll give you, if they slip up and don't beat the giants, then I'll join you in being a little bit concerned. But to me, what we've seen from the giants, what we've seen from Cleveland, if Cleveland would have had a 38 to six blowout to the Ravens again, Again. like they did did week one, then maybe I'm worried about the giants, but that wasn't a team that, that got beat down. That was a team that that got beat. Sometimes it happens. I'll, I'll give you Cody Parkey, not great. There were a couple of plays, you know, if they can make them change a strategy, you know, a couple of near misses. That's not, you know, they didn't look like we've seen the Seahawks look at times, Yeah, which is a team that the Giants were able to come in and kind of surprise and take advantage of. Seeing what happened to the Giants last week, I feel like their momentum's fading. You know, it, if Cleveland struggles and, and drops that game to the Giants, then there's cause for concern. But I expect them to take out both New York teams the next two weeks, and then it's just a matter of seeding. I hope so. I really do. I mean, I, I've I predicted them to go twelve and four this year, and, and they have a very realistic shot of doing that. That was my pick, and I, I picked earlier in the year. It's literally coming down to the way I had picked it. I picked them to – 
I mean, they they won a game. They obviously won a game earlier in the year that I did not think they were going to win because I had them winning these last four games in a row. I had them coming out. I had them losing to Pittsburgh and Baltimore earlier in the year and then beating them the second time around. And I will admit that, yes, I, I agree. The It was nice to see them competing in this one because obviously earlier in the year, we talked about it, I think probably last week or a couple weeks ago maybe when we were talking about playoff stuff that – that was my biggest thing for Stefanski moving forward was we've really seen him only be out coached, in my opinion, in two games. And that was Baltimore and Pittsburgh earlier this year. And it was huge to see what he did against those teams. They were in this game, and I loved his aggressiveness on fourth down. One of them, I think, kind of worked out with him, in my opinion, in a bad P.I. call. But you sometimes get those from the referees that was able to keep the drive alive. I, I like the way that they handled the game. You know, like I said, maybe it's because I'm – such a big Browns fan and I pay close attention to it. Like the defense, I can't hate on the defense because there's a lot of guys who should not be starting right now due to injury. So it, it kind of is, it is what it is. I don't expect that defense to, you know, slow them down much. I, again, I felt like the three stops was more than you could. You you should, if they just capitalize on one of those stops, they win that game. Like that, that's what it comes down to. They just happen to get stopped by Baltimore's defense, which is very good in its own right. Uh, so I, I am worried. I, I hope that you are right. Uh, they shouldn't. I, well, I shouldn't say they shouldn't lose the game, but on paper, I feel like they're the better team at the moment than the Giants. So they should. They have the upper hand. And we've seen lately, this year at least under Stefanski, they do not kind of fall apart after a, after a tough loss. We've seen it happen. They always seem to bounce back. So it's obviously what I'm hoping for, but – Maybe it is the pessimistic in me. I just I, so, I, I'm really worried about it. I think in your favor, the you know the Raiders and the Dolphins play each other. Um, yeah. Not going to be easy. The Dolphins also have to play the Bills. Colts have to play the Steelers in this next. So that's the one. That's the one chant time now where I'm actually rooting for the Steelers because yeah. I want them. I do, I wasn't, but now I have to because I, I think I need. Well, so, yes, because my thing is now, wait, Tennessee is the same record right now as, as Indy, right? Yeah, so let's look okay. at Tennessee. Because then I don't, well. That's Tennessee feels thing. less likely to lose right now. Yeah. They have Lions, but then they have the Packers uh, and the Texans. Well, so. what I was going to say with those is at, at this point, I don't care what those two do as long as they end up with, as long as one of them ends up with the same record as the Browns, because they have the tiebreaker over both now. Because mm-hmm. they beat them both. And that goes to the first tiebreakers head-to-head. So yeah. they beat both of them. So that part doesn't matter. It just comes down to Miami has a better conference record last I looked. So, so they Miami, have to I think have Miami is going to have a hard time going undefeated, which is basically what they would have to do probably the rest of the way right. to – the Browns win the next two, though. That's my big – like, so I'm looking at it as, say, the Browns only take – But the Browns are still a game up on Miami, so – Okay, I forgot about that. They are. It's well, it's just more Baltimore I'm worried about because if Baltimore gets because I don't think Baltimore loses the rest of the way. They have a, they have a really easy schedule. I know I they know, got they, Jacksonville they and easy. Yeah, you don't want to know. Yeah. Oh, I know. I don't remember who the third team is, but I know it's Jacksonville and Vegas. <laughs> I know they've got the um, it's the Giants. So they're not, in my opinion, they're not going to lose the rest of the way. So they're going to finish at what eleven and five. Yeah. And so that's the thing. If they finish at 11 and five and so do the Browns, they're going to jump the Browns now and they're going to take over that, that seat. 
because yeah. they have the tiebreaker in sweeping them in the season. That's my that's my biggest concern. And I don't see at this point because all the games, uh, what is it they do? I know they always have the one late night game, so that's I would almost bet it might be it might end up being Cleveland Pittsburgh. I don't know who else is going to have stuff to play for that Sunday because I always do that one Sunday night game uh, in yeah. seventeen. Well, that's it. Could be. Yeah, I'll look at the schedule real quick and we'll start projecting. But that probably does make the most sense because I think that could affect a lot of teams. It's going to affect how eating and playing out fortunes. Well, I don't see Pittsburgh. I, I well, even if Pittsburgh loses now, it doesn't. The other matter. one that could potentially is Miami Buffalo. Because uh, yeah, that okay. could affect seating. That could affect who gets in. Let's look at the other matchups. Washington, Philadelphia could end up being a win in your end. A few more of them. There's a couple. Uh, so those are probably the other alternatives. I would say Miami, Buffalo, uh, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, or Washington, Philadelphia, depending on how the next couple weeks shake out. All those could have a. Although they also have Arizona. Uh, and the Los Angeles Rams. So there's four games that potentially have some kind of massive playoff implications. And I have tended to think the only thing I think that goes in your favor and not having to wait and, and stay up till midnight to figure out how you're in is if they can get a West Coast team, they've tended to favor putting those West Coast yeah. win and you're in at oh, night wow. because it's less of a if detriment they, to the teams. Prime time against the Steelers. I don't care. I'll stay up and watch. I stayed up last night and watched. I, I didn't see the safety. I won't no. lie. When he kicked the field goal, I just turned the game. I was pissed. I threw shit and went to bed. I was like, God, dude. That well, the chances of them coming back with. Yeah. With oh, yeah. yeah. Of I, I honestly didn't even know there was a safety until I got in my car this morning and put on Sirius XM NFL radio. And then they were I'm like, wait, what? They scored two. How did they score two points? And I, I get, I didn't, I still haven't yeah. watched what happened, but I heard yeah. they, they got the safety. But. Yeah, it's just that it's it's very. I would much rather them sit there as the five seed because then they likely end up with the matchup against the the AFC South winner, and I yeah. like that matchup. It gives them that shot of both those teams. Yeah, where you move down to the last one, and now you're probably playing Pittsburgh, which maybe you know if if they do lose to them, you know there's all those statistics that say once you play a team the third time, especially if they've lost twice, they always seem to come back and win that yeah. third one. Unfortunately, reason. though, that would be back-to-back weeks, which is brutal. Yeah. Well, uh, that'll all depend on what the game looks like. Or, if they play a game like they did last night against Pittsburgh and they, they you know, kind of lose because of a field goal or something like that, I would still feel good about going into the playoffs against them because – I'm not even sold it's Pittsburgh. It could end up being Buffalo. <sighs> I really don't want to play Buffalo that early. I'd like to save them for the next round if possible. I know. I think Buffalo would be a less appealing matchup at this point in time. Yeah. So, well, that's the thing. Like, I hate to put it this way, but the reason I want to be that five seed is because I feel like you've got a better shot. No, you would actually go Buffalo's route. Now I kind of want to be the last seed. As crazy as this is to say, I'd rather the Browns eventually go up against Kansas City. Because I feel like with the way they run the ball, they could do what Oakland did and just run the ball, keep Mahomes off the field, and all you got to do is get well, that one stop. Where Buffalo, yeah, you don't want to be the seventh seed because you would end up having to play either Buffalo or Pittsburgh, and if you beat them, you would get Kansas City the next week. Yeah, 
So I don't know. It's going to be all, I just, next Sunday is going to be stressful. Bad, Isn't there a Sunday power. night game too? Is. They flexed it last week before, yeah. before well, that ball, before this even happened. They flexed because it because it was, it was Dallas. Some Cowboys 49ers. Which... Yeah. I know there's a lot of Cowboys fans who are upset about that. I'm like, I don't really know what you're upset about. The Cowboys suck this year. If the Cowboys there's, were still there's good, there's no they chance NBC's out. looking at that going, that's yeah. our ratings dynamo. I mean, Sunday Night Football is such a important property to the NFL and to the networks. They were yeah. never going to do And that. that's a massive game at this point. I mean, Browns yeah. now, they're in the middle of a massive playoff race now, even more so. And then you've got the Giants who are in the middle of, of their own really playoff race and trying to make it as being the winners of the NFC East. So I, I, I'm with you. I think it's a more appealing matchup. I mean, I guess technically Dallas and San Francisco are both in it, but not quite as much as those two are. So it's it's oh god i just if we won last night i would be a much happier person right now not just because we beat the rat birds but i felt like <sighs> having to only take one of three is a lot easier to feel better about than having to take two of three because it also goes back to kind of what i said about the jacksonville game earlier i feel like both this giants and jets game they're trap games they are they're trap yeah. games. It's all they almost lost to Jacksonville in that game. I mean, I would say the Jet game feels more like a trap game than the Giants game. I think they're going to be up because the Giants have beaten good teams and are in a playoff race and they're coming off a tough loss. I, I feel like that's more of the kind of bounce back. The Jets, it's hard to psych yourself up that the Jets are a real team. No offense to the Jets fans. I mean, the other thing I could say, well, Stefanski does a very good job of getting the team ready every week. They have that 1-0 and mentality, and they talked about it yesterday. They're now 0-1 on the season. I, I do somewhat like that mentality when they do it. The Jets, the only reason I think they could get psyched up for the Jets game is if they obviously beat the Giants this weekend, then they pretty much know if they beat the Jets, they're in the playoffs, in my opinion. I think if you're sitting there at 10-4, and, 10 and 4, you know, hey – if we win this game, we're pretty much locked into a playoff spot. Our seating's not locked, but we're locked into a playoff spot that I kind of feel like that would get them excited and be like, okay, this is the first time Cleveland's made the playoffs since 2002. I mean, that's massive. So it sucks. It's uh, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to feel good un until next Sunday. And if they lose, it's going to be... It's going to be rough because I don't see them taking Jets and Steelers, and I think they're going to have to then win both of them at that point to get into the playoffs. So it's not fun, not fun. I don't like I don't like being in the spot. I actually prefer. I, I, I hate to say this, but I kind of miss being the old Cleveland Browns of just hey, we're not even in playoff contention now at this point, so I don't have to stress myself out over it because it's a lot of. Uh, my, my mind is going in a million different directions here. But so that was the Browns-Ravens game. Again, a really great game. Sex, in my opinion, that the Browns lost. But um, one of the great games. Also, if you haven't seen the uh, the interactions from the coaches and a lot of the players after the game, I think it was NFL Network posted some stuff. That was pretty cool, too. It was kind of cool to see the respect between the two coaches and, and everything else there. Again, still. I still – how many – how long is it going to take for – them to admit the truth of why Lamar went back to the. They'll never admit it. I mean, they asked him about it in, in the game afterwards, and he said, "No, it was really just cramping. I, was, I ran to the locker room to get salt." That's what he said. I don't believe him for a second, but that's what he said. I would deny it too. I mean, yes, yeah, Sam. If you've got any any questions, post them there in the chat, and we can help you out. Um, well, we'll let you decide whether you think it's advice. 
Yeah. And it depends on what kind of advice you're asking for as well. If you're asking about fantasy football, we're your guys. If you're asking about something else, it's going to depend on what the question is. But, uh, yeah, it's – they're never going to admit it. I mean, Paul Pierce still to this day is, I think, only finally admitted it years and years and years later after, I guess, someone – I think he still hasn't admitted that that's what he went to go do. He supposedly injured his back, got carried out on a, on a wheelchair in the game, and then comes back out like 30 minutes later and leads Boston. Oh, you really went – I never heard that. You really went to go take it down? I don't know if he ever actually admitted that. He said something, but that's what everybody says. Everybody said he actually put, he, he shit his pants. That's what they say. And that's why they brought the wheelchair out and well, had him get in the wheelchair and all that God, stuff. Let me tell you, then, that's the why people they've been, that, were, that were carrying him on their shoulders are the real heroes. That's why, uh, that's why everybody was comparing Lamar to Paul Pierce last night, saying it was his Paul Pierce game. Yeah, that's why. Oh, oh my God. All right, so we're going to jump into some news topics now. A couple things have uh, popped up since yesterday. Ronald Jones, who was having himself a pretty good season here, broken finger. Um, your thoughts on him? Broken pinky finger. So I don't know if anybody's ever had a broken pinky finger. That shit can actually be very, very painful. Um, obviously, as a running back, that's kind of a big deal. Wide receivers seem to be able to play with it. But running back, I mean. Well, even wide receivers. So we're talking about uh, – his teammate, Chris Godwin, broke a finger and they had to do the same kind of surgery and put a pin in it, and he actually missed a week. He was able to come back in week nine. So I think that's why they were talking about that being a, a concern, especially for a running back. You get talking about colder weather, some important games. They are playing the Falcons, so I guess it's going to be a dome. I don't know. I'm assuming that they – it's just a bummer because last week – Fournette was a healthy scratch, which tells yeah. you, hey, Rojo's gotten hold of it. Now you're going into your playoff semifinals. He's looked really good. You feel pretty confident about his carry share, and then it comes out with a broken finger. And honestly, even if he is active and playing, if I see Fournette's active too, and I know he's got that broken finger and they're playing the Falcons, I'm probably nervous to throw him out there. Um, so for PPR flex, would you prefer Mike Williams or Mike Davis? Assuming Davis. CMC doesn't play, that does actually lead us into he is not expected to play Sunday. That was yeah. uh, the news that kind of came up today. I don't think CMC plays the rest of the year. We kind of talked about that a little bit yesterday. They likely shelve him for the rest of the year. I'm going Davis. Uh, Man, that's rough. I might actually go Evans because they get the Falcons and Panthers are yeah. playing the Packers, which I just don't. I know the Packers can be run all over, but I'm not sure the Panthers stay in that game with as bad as their defense is. But Evans also, or Davis also catches passes and does some of those other things. I just worry, especially with the Falcons team, that you figure they're going to cream when they have so many different players. If Evans isn't the one to get the early touchdowns, yeah. It's possible you end up with like another seven point game like you, you got last week or even even worse. Evans hasn't been their huge twenty to twenty guy. He's been there inside the yeah. twenty guy, but they also have Gronk inside the twenty, or they could hit a big play against the Falcons, or they could just decide, hey, Leonard Fournette, I guess since we're paying you, why don't you slam your body into the goal line a few times? That's what makes me nervous about that. I feel like Davis has more of a lock to get. Volume. I mean, if you're asking 
just guessing right now, as I haven't done my rankings yet for week 15, I probably will have Davis higher in, in the RB rankings than I will Evans at wide receiver. So I guess I'll lean Davis there, but I, I think Evans has the higher upside just because of the matchup. But I just, I don't, I, Panthers against Packers worries me. That's my biggest thing. I, I just, I can see that game getting out of hand very quickly. And then them, I know Davis catches passes, but I wonder if they move to a very like, pass heavy offense to try and stay in the game and and that kind of takes away from davis getting a chance to do much so that's kind of my biggest fear well and the other thing i guess you have to watch is is DJ uh, Moore gonna be know, back that's not a bad thing there sam that happens uh for i guess i should mention the podcast because there's not always people watching live this is uh my first year in fantasy and i made the mistake of drafting julio jones definitely should have gone Devonte adams i mean I wouldn't say that you made the wrong move there. Julio Jones has been a beast for a very long time. And, and while he does have some injury questions, you could easily say that Devontae Adams has just as just as many injury questions with the way he's been the past couple seasons. So I know I don't that think- we talked about that yesterday. Adams, the big difference this year has been he's been able to for the most part stay on the field because last year there was long stretches as somebody who rosters mm-hmm. Adams in Dynasty where it was depressing. Yeah, I mean, you can't, uh, for me, if if you're going back, you know, it, it's easy to say that in hindsight now, hey, I should have gone Devontae Adams with the year he's having. But coming into the year, uh, Adams wasn't thought of that highly because of the injuries he had last year. It was a talk about the big four, right? It was Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Adams, and Julio. Julio was right there in the discussion with them. So you can't, you can't blame yourself for now what's happened throughout the year. Now, next year, I would definitely not take Julio over Adams, but – that's not necessarily the conversation going into going into this season. So yeah, I guess for now I would lean Davis as well over Mike Evans. One second. Yeah, I mean, for me too. I would say I'm going to watch to see if more comes comes back off COVID IR. Uh, that might lean a little bit more toward toward what you're talking about. I just feel like Davis. We've seen him be such an integral part of what they're doing. Uh, and Evans has been great at times. They just have such an embarrassment of riches. That's the way I – that's what I worry about. Yes, Calvin Ridley is uh, definitely going to jump up a lot of people's ranks. It was uh, – I was way too low on this year, and he has been he has been phenomenal. He's, he's a league winner right there. I was talking about that today with someone that I know. We went back and looked at our draft, and he went in the sixth round in our redraft league this year. And the team with him is sitting at number one in points. They're the fourth seed just because of weird scheduling, but they're number one in points, and it's a lot of it I think has to do with, with Ridley and, and how good he's been. you got a wide receiver one in the sixth round, so that's a great steal for you. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, Debo Samuel is uh, likely out for the season. Hamstring injury uh, doesn't look like he will uh, he will be back uh, for the rest of this year. Or seems unlikely to come back. Yeah. Well, and he's been banged up all year, so not incredibly uh, surprising. But the uh, 49ers just they've they have got to be the absolutely injury riddled team of the year. Uh, Dennis jumping on here with the break, breaking news uh, rugs to COVID as well. So, RIP the Raiders chances. Yeah. Not that I think that's massive for fantasy, but that's a big deal for the Raiders, which 
Hey, I need I need them to lose now, so I'm not fire up Aguilar. I am not that upset about that. Uh, we already mentioned, obviously, CMC not expected to play, and then some interesting little news that came out earlier today: the NFL Wild Card game to air on Nickelodeon, which yeah. also they're going to do stuff to entice that to kids, put huge eyes on players, put slime in the end zone. What was, I, I, those are the only two things I saw. Did they say so anything else about it? Yeah, they and like some kid friendly announcers and stuff. Uh, they talked about like special halftime stuff to try to make the NFL more appealing to kids. It will, before anyone panics, it will be on CBS as normal as well. Uh, the same game. It's going to be the Sunday afternoon game. I have to be honest, depending on what the matchup is, if it's two teams that I'm not like incredibly wedded to, I may actually watch it on Nickelodeon. I'm just curious what they're doing. It seems like a kind of odd marketing flex. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was interesting. I, didn't, I wondered what, what you thought. Do, you, do your boys, you have younger boys, do they watch games with you? Do they, they like do not. them? They could care less about football. Most of the time, my, my only – uh, my youngest likes baseball. He'll sit and watch baseball with me, but he, anytime I have football and he'll walk, he'll walk out here like, Oh, you're watching more. This isn't baseball. And then just leave. So yeah, they Do don't you, think, I mean, so provided it's not anyways. So I know, but provided it's not the Browns uh, game that this happens to, wouldn't you be kind of curious to see if they would be interested in what, what's going I mean, on? I, might put it on my other TV just to kind of see what they do with it. Uh, Herbert or Murray this week. Um, Her- Herbert's got the Raiders, so Herbert. Fire him up. Who are the Cardinals playing? The Cardinals are playing. I've got it. Eagles. <laughs> yeah, fire up Herbert. Yeah, I think I'm going Herbert too. I mean, the Raiders defense. Oof. Although I guess I will say it did uh, make me think that maybe firing their defensive coordinator wasn't without merit when I saw that their new interim coordinator is Rod Marinelli, who's the guy that had the Cowboys defense really humming. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'll probably tune in just to see what they do with it. It'll be, I guess, interesting to see what they do. I, I, you know, I don't think I just thought it was one of the weirdest announcements I've heard, and I was curious what your thoughts would be. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, you do what you got to do to drum up interest. Everybody always talks about how they're losing the youth of, you know, the U.S., which, which I don't know. particularly true for, like, baseball and then basketball and hockey have fallen off. Yeah. I, It is interesting, you know, I wonder if they – it just – I guess we have to see what they do. I'll be curious to have our discussion after we get a chance to see what this was, whether – I mean, because initially when they're saying they're putting it on Nickelodeon. Also, what about all the kids that just were parents that rely on Nickelodeon to occupy their children that turn on like on a Sunday afternoon and all of a sudden you've got a freaking NFL game on? Right. Well, and that, but that might help. That might help them get interested in football because of the stuff that happens. I mean, you never know. That's that's going to be the interesting thing. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know how much it's going to could bring people in. It could turn people off to it. You never know. I, like I said, I don't see there's any hurt in trying something like that. And if you find out it doesn't work, they won't do it again next year, I would imagine. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Like I said, I'll tune into it for a little bit just to see the things that they do. I mean, I'm they've got me hook, line, and sinker regardless. So, I mean, yeah. I'm 
been cheering for the Browns for 30 effing years, and we've sucked up until this I one. Just, I just hope it's not the Browns game. Uh, well, I won't care because I'll still be watching. I'll be watching the main broadcast. Again, I'm, I have a nice setup to where I can have like three or four games going at once. So, like, I'll have – the main, I'll have the the whatever CBS or NBC broadcast, whatever it's supposed to be yeah, on the CBS. big TV, and I'll be watching that with the volume up, and then I'll just put the Nickelodeon one on my smaller TV just to see what they're doing with it. I won't be listening to it. I'll be paying it's, attention. To that, it's to the definitely main. the CBS game because CBS owns Nickelodeon. Gotcha. Okay. All right, so waivers. We're going to run through these really quick, and then we'll get out of here. So QBs, uh, Carr, 40%, 47% rostered, and Hurts, 18% rostered. How are you feeling about those two guys? Who would you trust more going into your last two games? Well, you know, I think with the news that uh, Ruggs is out, that's definitely a little bit of a blow um, to, to Carr. Uh, but they're playing the Chargers, not a bad matchup, and he's been playing pretty well. I liked what Hertz did last week. Hertz has the running element, and they're playing Arizona. Prior to last week, Arizona's defense hadn't really scared anyone, so I guess it's kind of a toss-up. I would, I might take my shot with Hertz. I would too. I think it's it's the rushing upside that's going to help you if he continues to do that. If he gets you a rushing touchdown, it's going to just like Taysom Hill in his first start right there, where you know we talked about it yesterday. It seems like he's trying to run less than he was uh, beforehand, but. That rushing upside is huge, especially at the quarterback position. If they, if you're not getting six points per passing touchdown, rushing touchdowns are massive for you, especially in the playoffs. So I'm going Hurts there as well. Running backs, you've got Wilson rostered at 18% here, and Travion Williams, 0%. Yeah, I'm curious about Jeff Wilson. Did Mostert get hurt? Because they saw his no, they were just up. using Wilson. But see, that's what worries yeah, me about Wilson is that it's going to be the poster game this week. Like I don't, I don't know what to think. Yeah. So, well, the same with Travion Williams. You know, if you knew Gio Bernard was out, out, you might. But otherwise, they're probably splitting carries, and it's not like Travion Williams was incredibly impressive. I know a lot of people have wondered if Wilson was starting to gain favor because he had some huge games right before he got injured and went on IR and they have been using him mixed in. I honestly, both these to me are desperation plays at running back. And hopefully if you're in the, if you're in a semifinal uh, or a playoff matchup, you have better options. All right. So for Matthew here, Irv Smith or Ebron, Ebron looked to looked a lot, gotten phased out of. of um, I don't know. He was pretty good against Washington. Yeah, but it's the drops. The drops. But they're is, all dropping them. I mean, that's true. Deontay Johnson's dropping them. Claypool uh, dropping them. I mean, well, let's uh, see here. Ebron see, here's, had more points than Claypool last week. So the issue with Irv Smith is if they don't. If they're not playing a bad defense, he doesn't seem to do much. Well, so, and also it was, I think the corners for the Buccaneers are pretty good and managed to take Thielen and Jefferson out of it. So Irv well, Smith if, ends up getting volume. If that's why, then I would go Irv Smith because they're playing the Bears and the Bears cornerbacks are very good and I think could but, take Thielen out. But Thielen and Jefferson – did really well against the Bears when they played him the first time and beat him. So, yeah, but not, Irv wasn't part of that game either. He had that uh, Irv was hurt in that one. But even if he had been, 
available in that game. I mean, that was the one. Thielen had a couple of touchdowns. Jefferson had over 100 yards, I'm pretty sure, in that game. I don't know that I'm really afraid of the Bears. I I think it's a toss-up, but I'm still going to have Ebron higher. I think I'm going to go Irv. Well, what if – I mean, Ruoff could potentially be back, and as much as you think – and I think that Irv Smith is better – Kirk Cousins seems to have a thing for Kyle Rudolph. That's true. If Kyle Rudolph is back, go Ebron. If he's not, go Irv Smith. For me, uh, De- uh, Matt Matt's leaning Ebron regardless. But I think if if Kyle Rudolph's back, I'd go Ebron. Cam Akers or Chris Carson? I am United. Go Red Devils, by the way. And Chris Carson or MT at flex. Um, I'm definitely putting Akers in with the way they seem to be leaning toward him. And honestly, I'm probably going Chris Carson. Uh, Michael Thomas has actually been good the past couple weeks, so never mind. Um, yeah, yeah, they're playing the Chiefs too, so that's probably figures to be a higher uh, scoring game. Let me look at the Rams. Who are they playing? Uh, so the Rams are playing the Jets, so you definitely – Yeah, that's okay. Akers is in for sure. It's down to Carson or MT, and the Seahawks are playing Washington, so I'm probably going Michael yep. Thomas. Yeah, so Akers and Michael Thomas. Yep. All right, so I'm with you on the running backs we just talked about there. I think if, if you're – if you are, for whatever reason, extremely desperate and you have to pick between Wilson and uh, Williams, I'm going Wilson because he plays on the better team. I mean, Williams is getting Pittsburgh this week. I'm, even if he is the starter, I'm not expecting him to do much. So give me Jeff Wilson, and then you're just hoping and praying to whichever God you worship that he comes through for you because it's not uh, – not going to be – I don't think you can sit, sit happily if, if you've got Wilson there. Uh, for the wide receivers, uh, you got Kiki Kuti at 45%, Nelson Aguilar 36 Tim Patrick 28 Russell Gage 11 Gabriel Davis 7 Chad Hansen 2 and Lynn Bowden 1. I will say really quick before you give your answer on these, Gabriel Davis was a guy that we were pretty high on last week and, and probably would be high on this list uh, here as well. John Brown just got designated to return from IR and likely will play this week. Yeah, so for me, Gabe Davis and Bowden are guys I'm going for dynasty stashes, not if some if I need to play somebody. Um, looking at the, the rest of that list, Aglor uh, is definitely somebody I'm targeting if I need uh, somebody to play this week. The Texans are at the Colts. Kuti uh, did pretty well in the first matchup with the Colts, so uh, you know that's that would probably be my second option. Tim Patrick and the Broncos are playing the Bills. I don't like that uh, much at all. And Russell Gage uh, is going against Tampa Bay. Uh, I really don't care for that matchup much at all either, especially if Julio ends up uh, getting himself available. But we just saw Tampa Bay's corners get the ship right and hold Thielen and Jefferson pretty well in check. I don't think that bodes that well for the way Matt Ryan is playing right now. So on that list, that's, that's where if you're looking for dynasty stashes, I I talked about Bowden yesterday. I also think Davis to me, dynasty stash for sure. Cause I don't, I think this is the last year for Brown right under contract. Yes. Yes. So, So it's very possible with the way Davis has looked coming in, um, that they, 
they let him kind of take over that role next year and, and, you know, cause they'll still have Diggs and, and Beasley and that's seemingly been fine. They've been pretty, pretty solid even when Brown's not been available. And then if I'm looking for a play this week and I really need to play Aguilar, especially with the news rugs is out and then Kuti would be my second option. Yeah, I agree 100% on that. You know, I, I Aguilar has been really actually good most of the season, so I'm with you. I'd go him, especially with the, the news that Ruggs is going to uh, COVID or to the COVID list, I think. Uh, again, with especially with the fact that the Raiders need to win pretty much out if they want any shot at making the playoffs. So they're going to, uh, I would imagine, be pretty aggressive here down the stretch. Tight ends. Cole Komet, 6% rostered. Irv Smith, 6%. Stan Arnold, 1%. Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting, you know, we talked about Dan Arnold. He seems to be in a real touchdown groove. Um, so, but to me, you're really taking a shot there. He's very touchdown dependent. Um, Komet, we were interested in. It seemed like they had talked about getting him more involved. And then last week, Jimmy Graham gets the touchdown. Jimmy Graham's the better play. I think it's probably still too much of a split to be real reliable. And we talked about Irv Smith. Uh, Irv Smith's another guy. If you if you can get a touchdown, that's going to be good. If you know Rudolph's going to miss, I'm probably more interested in that. Uh, the Vikings still have plenty to play for. I can't remember who they're playing. Did you say? The Vikings? Uh, the Bears. Yeah, so it's not an incredible matchup. Probably I'm taking Dan Arnold and taking the shot because he seems to be real hot right now. Yeah, um, I mean, we just talked about um, Herb Smith, obviously, right there. I don't know. Komet has been coming on. The difference is they're not using the tight end as much with Trubisky out there. So Komet's a guy I would probably stash dynasty-wise. I think he's got some upside. Uh And same with Irv Smith. But if I'm going for a win this week, again, uh, we just talked about it with the question earlier. If Rudolph is out, I'm going Smith. If Rudolph is in, I'm going Dan Arnold. Uh, I just think, obviously, with the with the way Dan Arnold's been up, you got a better shot at him doing something than if, if Rudolph is out there. Is TJ Hawkinson still a top five wide or top five tight end without Stafford? Yes, he is. He will. He's their best receiving option because it looks like Kenny Galladay is not coming back this year. So regardless of of who's out there, whether who is there? Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. Is it Daniel or Daniels? I think it's Daniels. I know. I'm confident in Chase. I'm not confident in the other part. I know that part too. Yeah, Daniels. But I can yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, he's their best receiving option, especially with Kenny Galladay not being there. So yes, he's still a still a top. And uh, I mean, if we're going to be honest with ourselves here as well, it's not hard to be a top five tight end uh, nowadays because uh, really it's Kelsey and then everybody else right now. So uh, all it takes really is to get like eight points in your top five tight end. All right, so that will do it for us today. We will be back on Thursday. Chargers Raiders, I believe, is the Thursday night game this week. We will preview that. Any other NFL news, and then we will do our weekly Mandalorian chat as well. Very big episode last week, setting up what's likely going to. It's the finale this week, right? Yes, that's the finale. Setting up to a massive finale on this Friday. So should be good. We've got a bunch of uh, – we have NFL games this Saturday too, right? It's a big, big weekend for yes. football, college football. And Two NFL. this Saturday and then three the following Saturday. 
So I love it. I love it. All right. So me and Matt will be back on Thursday. Good luck to everybody. If you made it into your week 15 uh, game semifinals of the fantasy playoffs, you can join us again on Thursday. We'll help you guys with any start sits because we'll actually have our rankings done uh, compared to now. We're just kind of guessing on where we'll have them. So we'll see you guys again on Thursday. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your pop on there. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can!